I think we'll stand in a moment. It'll do us good, won't it? We've got two Bible readings this morning, and I thought we'd, we'd probably do the first one together today. It's Psalm 23. If you'd like to get your Bible uh, open uh, from the end of your pew, wherever it happens to be, and turn to page 531, page 531. It's Psalm 23, such a well-known psalm, uh, but I, I wonder when we read it, if we would like to, if we could, in all sincerity, be, it would be our own words. It would be what we would want to say as we read that and say, indeed, the Lord is my shepherd. So shall we stand? And that'll give us a sort of bit of movement as well. Good. And, and let's read this through together and join together in, in, those, in that psalm. Okay, ready? Come on. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Hallelujah. Do you like to sit now? Morris. The second reading can be found on page 72 of the New Testament. That's towards the back section of the Pew Bibles. Page 72 from Luke chapter 15. verses 3 to 7. The parable of the lost sheep. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who need no repentance. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we look at God's word, let's, let's just pray. Yes, Father, thank you for the privilege of being gathered here together this morning. Lord, I pray, please anoint my lips. 
And I pray, Holy Spirit, work in each of our hearts so we can hear what it is that you're wanting to say to each one of us this morning. So we commit this to you now, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. The theme of our, um, our campaign, you are the light of the world, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And it just reminded me really a bit about the glorious summer we had last year. I mean, it's, it's incredibly cold and windy today. And as Helen said earlier, she said, you always come to Jersey in either the winter or the autumn. You very rarely enjoy it in the sunshine. But actually, I did come over in June, I think it was, last year. And I was with my friends, Liz and Martin Shea from St. Mark's. And they said, Helen, you need to come to the beach. Let's, I had an afternoon free. And I just thought, wow, what a glorious place to be. It was a fabulous summer, wasn't it? You know, the children played outside for hours instead of being inside on their tablets and phones. Music events were not washed out. I'm just so used to seeing Glastonbury and all those music events on the TV and people just wallowing around in mud and you just think, oh. Wimbledon matches ran to schedule, which is quite unusual. And, you know, your sandy beaches just literally glistened in the warm summer sun. It was glorious. But whilst we enjoyed this lovely weather, every two minutes, someone around the world was thrown into darkness, being told the terrifying news, you have leprosy. When a person realises they've caught leprosy, they don't come forward with their condition because of the fear of the discrimination. Leprosy is still, in the 21st century, a disease carrying the myths and the misconceptions associated with a really ancient disease. You'd have thought, really, by the 21st century, um, they would have been a bit more aware. History has literally stopped people coming forward because of the stigma. And the problem with leprosy... For those fearing the stigma and the discrimination, they hide away their condition. We heard Ram's mother said, don't tell anyone. And she would have made sure he kept a shirt on his back. Others will pull their shirt over their hands to stop the obvious clawing. But before too long, the, 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 the disabilities become so obvious, everyone will tell you've got leprosy. And you've let it go so far down the road, it's going to be harder to cure. And as the realisation sinks in, a darkness just engulfs the whole world. I mean, I, I can't even really try to imagine what that must be like. On every level, physically and emotionally and mentally, it, they are just in the shadow of leprosy. And they must just feel, I can't tell anyone. I mustn't tell anyone, as we heard Ram's mother say. Will my spouse divorce me? Will I be thrown out of my village? Who can possibly love me now? And that feeling of love and belonging is absolutely fundamental to our well-being, to our inner well-being. But I want to talk today about Nepal and to the struggles they still face today. 
because of the years of um, geographical and, and self-imposed isolation, Nepal is still one of the least developed nations in the world. But we all know Nepal. We're aware of the, the wonderful work of the Gurkhas working with our troops and Joanna Lumley doing so much to raise the profile of um, Gurkhas accessing their basic human rights. And more recently, we might remember on the 25th of April 2015 when there was this hideous earthquake. Thousands lost their lives. But Anandaban Hospital at that time just became a beacon of light. People flocked to the hospital, as I said earlier, because they knew that's where they would get their lives put back together, physically and emotionally. And do you know the wonderful thing that happened at that time? When the earthquake struck and people, thousands of people with earthquake um, disability, you know, um, their, their injuries, they flocked to an Andaman hospital to the very place that they would never have gone to before because it was a leprosy hospital. And those leprosy-affected patients that had been thrown out of homes and schools and communities saw the earthquake victims coming in and said, they got out their bed and said, here, have my bed. Your need is much more acute than mine. Come, let me get you some water and some food. That's grace in action and that's forgiveness if ever there was. And that all happened at that time. And Anandaban Hospital, as you know, is nestled in the foothills of the Himalayas. But dominating that Himalayan mountain range is the magnificent Everest mountain. I showed you a picture of it. I mean, it just stands head and shoulders over everything else. And I use the word dominates intentionally. For when someone, when something like a mountain dominates a view, people can't miss it. The shard, I was on the train going to Gatwick the other day, and I saw the shard. You just can't miss it. You know, there's, there's some buildings that are just prominent. Um, and in our campaign text that I said earlier in Matthew, it speaks of a town on a hill, a light on a stand, and goes on to encourage that our light should shine in the same way, that we become unmissable, like Everest Mountain in the Himalayas, like the shard if you're in London. Matthew 15, 5, 14, you are the light of the world. A town on a hill cannot be hidden. And I believe this already applies to Anandaban. God wants us to be unmissable signposts to our Father God via our good works and our radiant living, that we are beacons of light for what Jesus is calling us to do. And with your help, the Leprosy Mission seeks to bring this unmissable light and the hope to the nations and the people of Nepal. And as we consider our desire to seek out people affected with leprosy, those hidden, helping heal Nepal, let's look at some inspiring words in a very current worship song, Reckless Love. You might well have that in this church. Not all the churches I go to have even heard of it. Um, by Corey Asprey. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It chased me down, fights till I'm found, and leaves the 99. 
The song concludes with these words which outline the lengths that God will go to for the lost, the hidden, the desperate. Do you know, we aim to do the very same thing at the Leprosy Mission. The lyrics carry on. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountains you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, no lie you won't tear down, coming after me. And the song was inspired, as we know, from the reading we had earlier, um, Parable of the Lost Sheep. And Jesus told them the parable, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go out after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and his neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found the lost sheep. And that's how God feels for each one of us when we are searched and found and come home. And when we go out to search for people affected with leprosy and they are found and they are brought back. This very much applies to those affected by leprosy that are hiding, that are on the fringes of communities, in the shadows of society. You heard about Ram's story. He was terrified, but now, because of you, he has a new hope. His life has been transformed. You know, when you think about that, you go, oh, yeah, I've been transformed, you know, I don't know, had a haircut, my hair's been transformed, or something's happened, I've been transformed. This is a complete life transformation that God just reached out to help people like Ram. And with your help, Ram's future can be um, reformed through reconstructive surgery. So he's having that work, enabling him to work again, to have counselling for his inner well-being. And he can have bright new days ahead. You know, he can go back to his wife and regain a life that he had before. But there are other people like Ram, and so we have to enhance our outreach mission to go out to bring people like Ram that have been lost and hidden back. It's a massive challenge, but there is a great team at Anandaban. Um, because not, you know, from the earthquake, when I was telling you earlier, we now have so many people coming through the door at Anandaban Hospital, 40,000 a year, that's 300 a day coming through outpatients department. Um, but also we're saying, but we want you to take teams out into the villages. But our good shepherd, our good shepherd gives us a great example of the reach of his love that should become the reach of our love, seeking out the hidden ones. People like Ram, not just the easily reached 99. And it's not just reaching out and finding the hidden people affected with leprosy. It's here in in this fabulous island, in our wonderful church, in our families. Who do we know that might be lost? And the thought that God would leave the rest to focus on saving you, me, is an amazing thought. God seeks us out. He invites us. He is longing to invite us, to seek us, to, to draw us close to him. And it's an invitation for each one of us from God to be part of his team, to, par- to, to partner with him, to seek out the lost, to heal 
and to restore value and hope to people who have been devalued. People that we know that are just feeling low, just feeling lonely, just feeling out of it. And much like the shepherd who left the 99 to reach and search for the one, much like God himself who intervened in our lives, Jesus came to find and repair our broken lives. Jesus came to save us from our sins. He restored us back into fellowship with God. That's the call of God in our lives, and it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be part of God's team, to partner with him, and to find, heal, and restore the lost as God calls us refining what it means to be instruments in the hands of God, to love one another as God loves us. There's alpha courses happening all around the world. I had a friend who was just very desperate through a broken relationship, and I said, why don't you come with me and we'll do alpha? And she went, well, yeah, what's that? And I went, it's just a place to ask questions and find out about this love that God has for you. So she said, yes. And we went to the first one together last week. That's just reaching out to my friend who was lost. But the question is, and I ask myself this all the time, how much am I willing and prepared to search for the lost, the broken lives that have been devalued and ostracised? You know, because sometimes it is a bit inconvenient and I haven't always got the time, is what I say. But what is God calling me to do? Am I prepared to respond to God's calling to to really make a difference? Because together... And we all know how much God loves unity. We can be part of God's team making a lasting difference. Together we can find people in our local community or people affected with leprosy in Nepal who will be healed and restored and loved to knowing how fearfully and wonderfully made they are in God's image. As we close, I just want to look at Hebrews uh, chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he spoke to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. This is the Jesus that we follow. And I don't know, maybe there is someone here this morning who's hearing afresh, or maybe for the first time, the calling of God that God is reaching out to you. And to experience this reckless, abounding, transforming love of Jesus, who sits at the right hand of the Almighty God, simply invite Jesus right now into your life. Say sorry for what you've done wrong and allow God's Spirit to heal and transform you from within. That is his desire. Let us pray. Oh, Father God, may every, every listener here have a fresh revelation of your amazing love. 
May many across Nepal in 2019 come out of darkness, out of hiding, to receive both physical healing and our Father God's healing love. And I pray for each one of us as we go out from this place today that we can be your radiant light, that we, people will be just attracted to, as a moth is to the light. Lord God, I just pray that people will be attracted to the light that is shining out from within us that comes from you, Lord Jesus. And we can ask this in your name. Amen.